I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you talking to me? Uh, are you talking to me, Bermanel? Sansa, don't see anyone else here. Adam Knox is me. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever figure out the best way to introduce this podcast? I think we already have, and it's this. And it's, we've, we've it's nailed exactly it. It's exactly that every it. time, forever. Okay. Great. Uh, we're back. We're back again a week later after we did episodes six and seven yep. of season one, which we both really enjoyed. I, um, I really liked it. Obviously, I hadn't seen... <laughs> one of them before ever at oh, all. Oh, right. Yeah. I've forgotten about that. Yes. And this is definitely like the upward momentum of, of the season. It's all yeah. coming to a head here. Yes. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk a bit more generally before we get into it? Because I'm fucking loving this so far. The pair of these were the ones I was the most like, oh shit, I want to watch the next one. Yes. Uh, out yep. of these. Like the first few, like I enjoyed, but was doing it for this. Yep. And then these, I was like, I would have done this anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, the first episode we talked a lot about because... The first episode is one of the best episodes of TV ever. It set up so much stuff in such an economical way. Especially in the context of what Game of Thrones turned into. Yeah. You can see all the pieces there. Totally. and But yeah, I think from episode five onwards, it's just this huge ramp up in, in, in excitement and yeah. complexity and, and quality, I reckon, at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this so far. And all the, all the setup, all, all the... A, a lot of time of sort of setting up this world and setting up where everybody stands. Yeah. All of those dominoes that are being stood in a row. <laughs> yes. Are starting to fall and fall into place and go like, oh shit. And in this fall- is all tied in and this is all following on logically from everything. Uh, and, but they're also fall- falling in ways that I couldn't have predicted. As someone who's seen like a lot of fucking TV and read a lot of books of this right. style, this all this stuff happening now is really surprising. And it's that mix of it being surprising, but at the same time like, yep, that makes complete sense. Absolutely. Of course, all of those people did all of those things. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, end of the episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs> end of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a sort of a different format we're going to try out for this one. We've got uh, mainly because the Wikipedia page that we've been looking at lists it this way. Whoops. Uh, now I'm on a uh, just a, just a page about the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Let's... So we're going to talk about Geor Mormon for the next hour. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we'd been doing these co- sort of scene by scene chronologically uh, because someone had laid it out for us. Um, but these past couple episodes, um, the recaps we've found have been seen uh, location by location. And that might be a more interesting way to do it. So we're going to give yep. it a whirl. Yeah, totally. Give it a crack. Starting with Season 1, Episode 8. Uh, the pointy end, mm-hmm. which it is coming to the pointy end of the of the show. That's Absolutely. why I guess it's called that. Yes. Does anyone say it in the episode? From I don't think they do. Well, they, John has said it to Arya earlier. Oh. He says, stab him, with, stab him with the pointy end. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we start at the wall, and I think the episode does start at the wall. Uh, John and Sam are returning to Castle Black with their party and two dead bodies in tow. Oh, yes. The two corpses are identified as members. This is all just me coming up with this off the top of my head. Totally. <laughs> of Benjamin Stark's missing ranger party. Uh, they th- Those two guys, 
like the the dead blue bodies, and they're standing there at the at the wall. And Sam's like, "Can't smell them, can you?" Mm. They're like, they look like they've been running for ages. And then Sam is correctly points out that nah, yeah, some something is up here. They are fresh yet blue. Yes, which is not traditional. And Jorah says like something like, uh, "Not Jorah, Gior. Gior, Yes, I didn't. I didn't know that was his first name. Yeah, old old man Mormont. The leader of the Night's Watch, the Who, commander. I, I, I noticed, I guess I, I was paying a bit more attention to these episodes, and I noticed his performance a lot more. I guess maybe coming in a, a second time, or however many times I've seen this now. Yeah. He, it's, it's like, it's just, it's his look, but it's also the subtlety of his performance, where it's just like, you absolutely buy this guy as that guy. Yeah. Like, it, there's just no... Like, he's always been that that character, almost. And him and Jorah as Mormonts as well. I didn't really yeah. clock onto that the first time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, they are father and son, for mm. sure. And, uh, yeah, Jorah says something like... I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like, you're fat and dumb, but you're not <laughs> stupid. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't remember what it is, but he's like, all right, send him to the maester. Yep. Get him to have a look at him. And they have, um, I don't think they they have any more conversation about literally White Walkers. And yeah. All that, but it's sort of the, okay, maybe there's a bit of a White Walker thing going yes. on here. Yeah, everyone's getting a bit unsettled. Um, later on in the, at, at the wall. Yes. Uh, John is summoned to Mormon's chambers because there's been a raven show up about Eddard being imprisoned. Yeah. John does not respond gracefully, I suppose. He's like, he gets up and starts walking away. Totally. He's like, i got to go do something about this. Joe's like, hey, fuckhead. Yeah. Remember that oath you <laughs> said under the tree that would like you must have had to practice for weeks? Totally. Which, like, it's pain of death if you don't follow the oath. Yeah. Still applies. <laughs> yeah. Just because your, uh, your bastard dad is in trouble, you can't just walk out on us. No. We're your family now. And he's, you know, obviously, Joe's like being pretty... Um, considerate about it he's yes. like pour yourself a horn of ale yeah and it is like a rhino's horn <laughs> yes so i wonder if they have rhinos we haven't seen him yet maybe it's a cow's uh, like a bull's horn oh yeah big bull yeah, yeah. It's probably a big bulls, bull. <laughs> no there was a few there was a few in the background what was the first guy who milked a cow thinking <laughs> oh great our pre-show conversation is working its way in <laughs> they should build the whole cow out of the milk <laughs> well there's been I'm sure it's like um, people who've read the book are like, there's supposed to be giant spiders in the show. Where are the giant spiders? They're mm. not showing up yet. Where's the giant spiders? And we but just want to see the bulls. They should have a scene, of the, like the start of every episode when it zooms around the map and everything should show every type of flora and fauna yes. that is in the world. Yes. So they don't have to address it in show. <laughs> just for the book readers. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of it. Like, John's unhappy. Joe's like, well, you're staying here, buddy. Yep. Uh, later on, Alistair Thorne, and it's Alistair, apparently, not Alistair. Oh, really? It's Alistair Thorne. Is it not just a misspelling in the Wikipedia? Uh, I'm going to check. <laughs> I, I would like you to. It is Alistair Thorne. Well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. I hate him even more now. <laughs> dumb idiot. I kind of like Game of Thrones' technique, though, of just to make them sound like medieval names, get a real name, change one letter. Yeah, yeah. Other than John. Which is remains the same. Uh, it removes the H. So do some human, some regular people. <laughs> some humans. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't like those people either. <laughs> <laughs> but like Eddard. Yeah. Like Edward. Edward. <laughs> yes. Um, Sansa. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Arya. Baria. And so on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Alistair comes in and he's fucking giving John a hard time about <sighs> like. 
Not only are you a bastard, but you're a traitor's bastard. No, no, don't see many of them around here. Yeah. And John, the little fuckhead, picks up a big old knife and charges at Alistair with it. Yeah. Which is exactly what he wanted. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You dumbass. You fucking idiot, John. And he's held back and everything, but Alice is like, well, that's it for you, you idiot. You've also betrayed me and the Night's Watch by being provoked by my dumb bully tactics. Yeah, and there's nothing that's going to happen here that is going to ingratiate you to the (laughs) commander in any sort of fashion. Yes. Later on that night, (laughs) uh, Ghost is like scratching at the wall, going like, motherfucker, something's going on out there. And John's like... You're a dog. What do you What do you want, Lassie? Yeah, you want to go out? You want to go for a walk? You can't. It's night time. And he follows the direwolf's lead into... Uh, Just, like, around a corner, basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, blind corner. Here we go. Well, I guess I'll walk into the commander's room at night mm-hmm. because my dog needs to piss. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily goes in there. One of the bodies that they've collected earlier. Yeah. Walking about. Yep. Standing up. Just looking around. having a bit of a fucking sticky beak around yeah. Commander, who Mormon like isn't in that room. Yes, but he comes in at some point after the the um, zombie basically. And totally. John have had a little fight. A little bit of a fight. John does this thing. I noticed. He pulls out like a small knife and he stabs the guy in the stomach like four times and he's like, huh? And he throws the knife away. Does he? Yeah. I didn't notice that. He just drops the knife. It's like, you could still use the knife. But then he even just pulls out a bigger knife being a sword and he's like, <laughs> yeah. maybe the, the the size of the knife was the issue. Possibly the size of the knife, yeah. Because he didn't react to this stab. <laughs> yeah. But if I do a bigger stab, yeah. he's going to be on the ground. And he does. He's on the ground for a second. But he stands up with a sword in his gut and Just yanks the, the it the classic in. kind of zombie thing of like, everything's fine, I'm going to look away, then boom. He totally. It's a textbook zombie, this thing. Yes. But it seems like a little bit more cluey of like, it seems aware of its surroundings yeah. and shit. Yeah, a little bit more of a purpose maybe. It's not just trying to get brains. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's having brains. Oh, it's got some brains It's already. trying to get knowledge. Yeah. And so yeah, Gior comes in and he's got like a big lantern. Yeah. And John's like... Give me that lantern. He grabs it with he his just fucking bare hand. Grabs the main part of it, the burning <laughs> yes, part, not he's, the handle. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane because he's holding it quite daintily too he at the is. top. And he could have gone, "Can I borrow that for a second? It's just like a two second difference. Yeah, but he grabs it, burns his hand, throws it at the zombie. Zombie catches on fire. It's very emblematic of John as a character. It's like he does the right thing, but he does it the wrong way. Yeah, he's a real. <laughs> brash idiot about it totally which is actually kind of good yes it, yeah yes i hadn't really thought of it It just bothered me <laughs> at first yeah yeah i think it's because the way the rest of the show is set out the other characters are so intelligent mm. the fact that john is the classic archetypical fantasy hero he sticks out as being dumb more i think yeah i think that's fair to say yeah uh, so later on, they they burn those bodies. They Sam, do. Sam's read in a book that they're white water wh- white walkers. Yeah, white water rafters. They're white water rafters. <laughs> absolute nightmare people. <laughs> yes. Do you know how you know if someone's a white water rafter? They'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> uh, only fire can destroy such creatures. He's read in a book, mm. and then they're like, "What do we do if more of them come?" And John's like. We hope the wall's big enough. Oh, yes. And they look up at the wall and you're like, it's pretty big. It's fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I reckon you guys are going to be fine. Yeah, just chuck some fire off that wall and you'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's never going to be a problem. Never ever. So at the Eerie. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, while all of this has happened, uh, 
Catelyn is having an argument with Lysa. Yeah, who's her, being just still real negative, real bitch. And just this dumb creep, and her little fucking kid is the shittest little piece of garbage that I've ever seen. Th- is this the scene where he's just like, I'm hungry, I'm still hungry. But pop I'm hungry. Pop that titty out, I want to get, get yeah. some food. Let me have a honk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like showing a little bit of discipline, being like, you just ate. Yeah. But then she's like, I'll give you a bath and then you can have some more Ugh, fucking tit milk. Fuck. What was the first guy to drink tit milk thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I should build a whole tit out of milk. <laughs> but, what was uh, the first guy to drink tit milk out of a bull thinking? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're sort of having um, an argument mm. about... Catelyn's like, hey, there's going to be a war. We're going to war. You've Your family has uh, sworn an oath to support the Starks, whether, you know, the Wardens of the North. Fall in line. Come on, let's do this. You've got Knights of the Vale. Let's fucking do it. And she's like, the Lannisters who we're fighting killed John Aaron, your husband. Yeah. You hate these people. And she's like, yeah, I hate him, and I'm not going to let him kill another one of my family. Yes. So we are staying here. He's locked onto my tit. Yeah. And our knights are locked onto our ground. Yes. She's more afraid of getting involved. Uh, like, she wants, she just wants to stay, stay safe where they are. Yeah, Which exactly. is, I think, is understandable, as crazy as she is. It's understandable, but it's fucking lame of her. Yeah, totally. Like the, the, I, I feel like even understanding how uh, bad at the Game of Thrones Ned is, because of his honour, because of the way that that restricts him from acting in what we think is the intelligent way, there are still rules and oaths and things that we understand the society to be bound by. Yeah. And you go, well, like, if they swore an oath to, you know, ride to war and protect and be a part of the North, then they should do it. Right. But technically, she's an Aaron now, and I think John Aaron was sworn to the king, so technically she's not breaking any oath. Yeah, right. Uh, Catelyn's asking for a favour from her sister, but she's like, yeah. I'm nothing to do with your fight technically. Right. So we're fucking staying here. And it does seem like, in the grand scheme of things, if you can technically recuse yourself from a fight, you probably should, because yeah. everyone else will fuck each other up, and you might end up on top. Well, because there's this whole other area, Dawn, that we've heard mentioned that yes. has not been involved at all yet. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. They're keeping down there being like, we got wine. Yeah. yeah. So fuck it's, off. It's warmer here and we're fine. Warmer, better than war. Yes. War, war less. Warmer, yeah. war le- Warm? What is it good for? Being happy. Yeah, Steve War. That is a deep cut. <laughs> if you don't know cricket, which 80% of the world does not. <laughs> I don't know cricket. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so then, off in the mountains, sort of nearby, Tyrion and Bronn have left the Vale. Yes, and they're having a having a stroll through the mountains, walking back home, having a bit of a chat with each other, seeming to get along. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But Bronn being like, "You fucking have paid me. That's why I'm here. Yes, so sh- you know, I'm going to be a bit of a dick to you. Yeah, I don't respect your lordship, but I seem to respect you as a man. A little bit, yeah. Uh, and then he definitely thinks he's a little uppity bastard, though. Yeah, but Tyrion seems to kind of enjoy that yeah like they're getting along yeah yeah totally uh they have a bit of a sleep in the woods and in the middle of the (laughs) night somewhere or like sort of dawn it's like yeah i think it's they're waking up in the morning and yeah uh bron is like the hill tribes are here shut up shut up shut shut the fuck up oi he's sleeping completely silently shut up wake up now shut the fuck up (laughs) wake up grab a bush and shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) and then um there's these hill tribes kind of walk up to them. This dude with a big fucking couple of horns on his helmet. They well. look more barbaric than anyone we've seen, even more than the Dothraki, yeah. which seem to have a, a society, a yeah. structure of society. These guys are like absolute classic fantasy fuckboys. <laughs> like they're totally. just covered in like furs and rags and horns and shit. Yeah, well, hey, bruh, 
Bruh. 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 My name's Shagger, and I'm a fuckboy. Uh, shall, I, shall I Shagger now? <laughs> <laughs> shall I Shagger later? So he's like, everyone kill these guys, and Tyrion's like, I'm going to whip their silver tongue out yep. and do a bit of chatting. Yes. He, he talks again about how much money he has, how House Lannister will fucking take the veil for them. And, uh, yep. Give them the lands that they deserve. It's it's more, I think, this time, yeah, about like land and territory and honor and respect than it is just about money. Because yeah. it's it's like I'll give you a bunch of weapons and stuff, and they're like, and Tyrion knows which button to press. Yeah, too. totally. Uh, because initially they're like, bring the half man and he can dance for the children. <laughs> yeah. Kill the other one, and he's like, no, 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 I yeah. ain't dancing for no one. Yeah, I will give you all of this land if yeah. you come with me. Bring me to my father. Who's got this army? Yeah, they'll help you take it if you fight for us. Yes, I think he convinces them of that later. I guess you're right. Yeah, that is a bit later. At this stage, it's like you'll get a bunch of weapons and shit, and that'll help yep. you take the veil like you think you should. Totally, come with me, and the Lannister shit better steal than you've ever seen. Yes, and that like which is bold language. Oh, yes, to use with them, but they they buy it and they walk off. Yeah, skeptically, I feel like because they're kind of like. They don't treat him very well the whole yeah. time through. And they are fucking just barbarians. Yeah. But uh, they're like, okay, I guess let's see how this plays out. Totally. That's probably their thought process. Uh, up in the north, back in Winterfell. Oh, yes. Rob's gotten himself a letter from Sansa. So uh, in King's Landing during this episode as well, just to skip to another place for a second. Yeah. The Queen, or Cersei, who is still the Queen... Yes. Even though Joffrey is the king. She's like the queen regent or something because he's not right. of age yet. Yeah. 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 She is kind of forcing Sansa to write this letter to Rob being like, come and bend the knee in front of Joffrey and we will leave you alone. Yes. Because again, the Lannisters still kind of afraid of the Starks. Yeah, yeah. But they are in a bargaining position with Ned locked up in a dungeon. Totally. And Cersei is doing, it's it's it seems pretty transparent. Um, she just wants them to come to them and be put into a dangerous position to probably be taken captive and killed. Like, As has been done to other Starks in King's Landing before. Absolutely. We already know. Yeah. yeah. Um, fucking Ned's brother Br- and father. Brandon and whatever the other guy? Uh, probably like Dreg instead of Greg. <laughs> yes. Something like that. But or Re- it would be Reg. Yeah. The, ma- the Mag King has already killed them in a similar situation. Yeah. So Rob's not buying that. And yes, it's. The, I think this letter is... is Blatantly written by Cersei Completely. with Sansa's name on well, it. Well, because Sansa's a naive child, yeah. and so she's buying it, being like, "My dad didn't mean to do it. Uh, he knows how much I love Joffrey. He yeah. never would have done this." And yeah. like, kind of writes the letter because she's dumb and uh, and feels like I think she uh, even at this stage she's like, "Fuck, I'm in a lot of trouble here. I'm just going to do whatever I can to to make things right." Completely. Hopefully, we're all lords and ladies here. Everyone will settle this. Yes, totally. Uh, so Rob gets that letter from Sansa asking him to um, pledge his fealty to uh, King Joffrey. Yep. And uh, Maester Lewin, Paul Kelly, is like, yes. you know that Sansa didn't write that, right? That's the Queen's... It's Sansa's hand, but the Queen's words. Yes. He says something like that. Yes, yes. And Rob's like, yep, I ain't even thinking about that. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not stupid. And he's like, summon my bannermen. Send out a million ravens <laughs> yes. out of the turret. Like... Immediately after yep. th- this scene happens, they send out all the ravens to the bannermen, and there's so fucking many of them yeah. so quickly. Yeah. 
it's insane that they could ha- write the letters that quickly. <laughs> yeah. But so, it just says come on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> come here. And I think they mention a couple of names here, like the Umbers and the whoever. Like the, the What's the other? The Karstarks, are they? The Karstarks aren't mentioned yet, but they're one of them in the right. future. And right. there's, there's a bunch of other houses, the Mormons being one of them. Yes. Who are pledged to the North and to the Starks to come to their aid. Yes. So they're sending ravens to all of them. Yep. All corners of the North. Yeah. Yeah. It's the horn thing being blown. Totally. How do you reckon they have horns here? Do you reckon they have cows? Probably a big rhino. They should build a whole cow out of cows. Who's the first man to milk a rhino? Uh, So, back in Winterfell again, later on in the episode, Rob is holding a feast for those bannermen. Yeah. And so, John Umber is his name. Uh, So, he's the uh, the, the annoying guy who kind of arcs up. He's the big dude. He's like, why... Come on, Rob. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. You're not actually the boss of me. Ned is. Yeah. And uh, there's also... Oh, and they're having an argument about, like, an Umber's not going to walk behind a Glover in the Vanguard. That's right. Yes. Donald Glover <laughs> is a terrible actor, and I don't <laughs> understand... No, I don't even really think that anymore. He's he's gotten better. He's yes. good. I didn't like him in that one movie. Fucking Martian? Yes. Where he was all little ticks and... Glam! Glam and Yeah. Um, no, Donald Glover's good. Uh, but yes, so it's... it's Umber, you said? Umber is the guy. Uh, John Umber. John Umber, who's... Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to fucking go behind the Glovers. I'm, we're above them. We're better than them. Yeah. Fucking flip the order around. Otherwise, I'm out. I'm outie. Okay? Yeah. And, and Rob's like... I fucking tell you what to do, man. And he's like, if you don't do it, I'll hang you. Yes. He really starts putting down... Like, he's adapting very quickly to being in charge. Totally, yeah. Because he's been groomed for it his whole life, I guess. But he's he's nailing it as well. Like, he is making the right decisions, it feels like. Yeah, and he's like, you will be breaking an oath if you don't do this. Yeah, and then... Fuck you. And then it gets even more heated, and John Umber pull, goes to pull his sword. And then Rob's like, mate, it's... If you draw steel on your lord, that is punished by death. Yeah. I can pretend that you were just trying to cut my meat for me and we can look the other way. And so he does it. And then Rob's direwolf? Yep. Uh, Grey Wind. Grey Wind. It just leaps at him as the wolves are prone to do. We've seen this before with Bran's wolf did this. Instinctively defend the Stark. did at some point. Well, Ghost, you know, got, got involved there. Yeah, so yeah. and it bites off two of his fingers. Oh. And then the weirdest shit I've seen in this show yet happens. Yeah, right. Where Grey John's like, that's fucking funny, bro. Yeah. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't give a shit. He makes some joke. It's so weird. It's it's pretty tonally off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what is the joke? But yeah, cuz it's the the cutting the meat thing happens. And he's like, "Well, I'll uh, better use my other hand. Like yeah, some it's, stupid I, thing like it, that. It's not written here. I'm trying to remember it. But it's something fucking insane where he's... Bah, 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 bah. Totally. And everyone's like... <laughs> it's fucking wild. It's but insane. It does paint a picture of these Northmen of like... Yeah. Kind of halfway to Wildling, just being like... Yeah. We are fucking rough and ready. Yeah. We respect a, a tough bastard. And this guy... He's a he, fucking tough boy. Well, this guy has a dog. <laughs> like, that's the other thing I got out of the scene was like, yeah, Rob sticks to his guns and he is very forthright and, you know, very, he's, he's large and in charge. Yeah. But it's, it is because his dog ripped off the guy's two fingers that it kind of gets settled. But Rob would have done it with his sword. It's sure. Probably, he got off lighter than he would have. Yeah, If sure. Rob had kept this going. And I think it, it underlines the connection between the direwolves and the starts. Yeah. Like, they're basically, you know, the same 
being almost. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so then Rob says goodbye to Bran and to Rickon, sort of, who's like ducking behind the door. Yep. And Bran's like, everything's going to be fine, Rickon. Don't worry about it. And Rickon's like, I don't think we're going to see any of these fucks ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is like the first thing Rickon has said, I think, as well. Yep. A wise, a wise young boy. So then uh, Bran's still in Winterfell. He's standing underneath one of them creep, or not standing. He's hanging out, hanging out underneath one of them trees. Yes, the creepy trees, weirwood, weirwood trees. Uh, Osha shows up and said a bunch of shit to him that I kind of checked my phone during. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Just something about this. I was like, I'm not as locked in for these bits. I'm, I, there's something about Osha at this point where I'm like. Who are you? Who are you? I don't. You you haven't really been fleshed out or contextualized at this point. So she's talking about the old gods of the forest who the Starks still worship. And it has been pointed out before that the new gods is everyone else, and the old gods is kind of only the Starks now. Yes, totally. Uh, She's saying that the South has lost touch with the past. The Weirwoods are all cut down, and the Southerners have no idea where they are. And then Hodor shows up. Oh, yeah. Big dick flopping around. Big old hunker. Hodor. Has a big dick. (laughs) (laughs) And he's flopping around with it, walking about, and Bran's like, motherfucker, put some clothes on. Yeah, Osha says something like, a dick fit for a king or something She says, I think he's got some giant's blood in him. That's right. (laughs) Mainly in the dick. (laughs) That blood is rushing to one particular point. Uh, And then they have a bit of a chat about the fact that giants and a bunch of other fantasy shit north of the wall. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then Osha is very much like, Rob's heading the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That needs to be going north, because yeah. shit's coming. The, re- the real fight is north of the wall, and yeah, there's giants, and there's other shit, and it's all fucking real, and get ready for it. Yeah. And Bran's like, oh, okay, I'm scared. So, uh, Rob heads off. Yeah. Catelyn and Sir Roderick kind of intercept them as they're starting to head south. That's right. Sir Roderick is a uh, mutton chops boy with yep. the weirdest beard. The beard tied underneath, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Rob's like, oh, shit, it's mom. Yep. But, the, like, they kind of have a bit of a chat, but nothing really, because Rob has to end, uh, look kingly. Yes, yes. And because he, or lordly, because he is the leader of the North now. He is, yeah. He's doing it in his dad's uh, stead. And yeah, like following on from those scenes before, he, there's, because we know the character, there's a big sense of like, he's putting up a front, but he is doing a good job of it. He's being a great actor. Yeah. And uh, Catelyn is also like, yep, war is the right thing. Yeah. All of our family's down there. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Tywin's a cunt. Was the scene in this episode with Theon and Rob have the little chat? Um, no, I think that might be the next one. Oh, okay. So Rob, Rob, Rob and uh, the Lords are debating what route to march on. Yes. And they're like, we have to kind of go through. So Jamie's at River Run at the moment, which is Catelyn's old home, the yep. Tullys. Tywin told him to go and lay siege to it. Yep. With 30,000 men or whatever. Uh, and so they want to go fuck Jamie up. Yes. But they need to go over the River Trident. And they need to go through uh, the twins to do that, which is controlled by Walder Frey. Yeah. And then I guess Theon maybe and him have a chat. I don't remember that. Well, can you come bit. back to it if it's not mentioned later? Because it was, yeah. Because like the Lannister scout they find who was like counting up men. Yes. They were like, he looked like he was counting, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing of him going like one, two, <laughs> yeah. three. Uh, but then, yeah, I think they just find the scout and Rob's like, let him go. Yeah. 
He counted 20,000 men, let him go. Yeah. Send him back to the Lannisters with the number 20,000 in his head. That's it. And, uh, oh, yeah, Theon, like, covers up the map as well. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing, idiot? <laughs> yeah. We've got him in chains. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's like when your manager comes over and you tab, you change the tab. <laughs> it's like, if you would have just kept browsing, nothing would have seemed suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, they, they let this Lannister scout go and people are like, what are you doing, Rob? And he's yeah. like, trust me, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. No, this, this will never come up again, so let's <laughs> just move on. So, uh, the Lannister camp. Oh, yes. The Tywin and, and, and Tyrion are still, and uh, the, like, uncle, Kevin? Yeah, I right. I think Kevin is T- Tywin's brother. Yeah, it's, it's, he's Tywin's hype man, basically. Yeah. He's just sitting in the corner, yeah. Doing little bitchy comments to Tyrion and stuff as well. Exactly. They're all hanging out in that camp still with all their, their like, 30,000 men, something like that. Something like that. Maybe more, because I feel like they he gave 30,000 to Jamie to go to Riverrun, so that, right. I think they have a, a pretty big army. I think someone said 60,000 right. in one of the episodes, so half and half. Yeah, yeah. And I think Tywin might have said, I'm giving you half the men Yeah, right. to, to go to Riverrun. Yeah. So, um... Tyrion and Bronn and Shagger and all the other rest of the Hill Tribes. And there's like four tribes. There's like the Blood Dicks. The, the Black Hands. The Fuck Pals. The <laughs> uh, The uh, the Crips. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the, all those Hill Tribes arrive at the Lannister camp. Yep. And Tyrion's like, here's the fucking deal. Sorry. And Tywin and Kevin are just like, Oh, you absolute moron. <laughs> you come here with your dumb friends. <laughs> yes. Smoke bongs in the garage. <laughs> I hate this. And they're like, we've got a real water fight here. But yeah. look, if these idiots want steel, they can have it if they fight for us. Yeah. And make sure it's not wasted. And you will be fighting with them in the vanguard right up front on the front lines. And Tyrion's like... Oh, this is fucked. Yeah. And he's he says something like, if you want to kill me, couldn't you figure out a easier way than this? Like And Tywin's just like No no more discussion. No yeah. further discussion of it. Yeah. And Tyrion loses his appetite. Oh yes. Uh yeah, and that's about all that happens there. Yep. Uh but then over back in um Essos? Yes. Easteros? Yeah. Eastland. Over, <laughs> <laughs> in uh, like the Kalazar. Yes. Carl Drogo has uh, done all that shit where he said, like, yo, we're going overseas. Yeah, we're going to war. It's wartime. And so they're raiding these villages to, to gather money. And uh, the uh, Khaleesi's like, they don't give a shit about money. What are they doing? And uh, Jorah's like, yes, but they, they know we need gold to hire ships. So it's kind of like... You did this. Yeah. You, like, you caused all this shit to happen. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it's fucked. It's the most fucked scenes we've seen. Of the, like, we've seen the Dothraki, the, the wedding celebrations and stuff, and it's all violent and stuff, but this is, like, them doing their thing. Because they're all... They're doing it to themselves there, but this is them literally raping and pillaging. Yes. And uh, Daenerys... And enslaving. That's their whole thing as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Daenerys is like, ooh. Yeah. I don't like the look of this. I've bitten off more than I can chew here. But she's like, you motherfuckers spit it out. Yeah. This is more than you can chew too, and you all stop this, and they are not happy with her. No. She's starting to like get more comfortable in this power- position of power. Totally. But also is in a real precarious position Yeah, where there's people underneath her are clearly like, I don't know if this fucking foreigner knows what she's doing. Right, because the usual sort of hierarchy of power in, say, a Westeros slash Western uh, society would be, yeah, if you're the queen, you're 
almost as powerful as the king. Mm. You're the second most powerful person in in the kingdom. Like that's the situation. If you tell someone to do something, they fucking better do it. Yeah. But this is clearly not the same system. Exactly. And the, so they've got like this fenced off kind of cage of women there. And Daenerys is like, they're all mine. I get all of them. Yeah. Fuck you guys. And Jorah's like, they are claiming their spoils of war. This is how their society works. Yeah. She's like, no, nope, not anymore. Fuck you. And yeah. they go and complain to Carl Drogo, but he's like, oh, my wife's fierce. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. Get a load of her. She's doing, uh, you got, and so he's keeping her afloat at this point. They would have killed her if it weren't for Carl Drogo. Obviously. Totally, totally. And he's like sticking his neck out. Like this clearly is not the normal way that things would go. He is like... But he's head like, over heels for her at this point. Yeah, he's and he's loving her. She's carrying her his kid who's going to mount the world. Yeah. He's like, she's the best fucking thing. If any of you have a problem with it, bring it up with me. Totally. And one guy's like, I have a problem with it. <laughs> yes. I'm going to bring it up with you. Yes. And so they have a fight. Yep. He swings his hook blade thing. His scimitar. His... And Drogo, like, d- he takes off all his weapons. Yeah. He throws down his daggers. A lot he... of knife throwing down in this he... episode. When the... she probably could use them. Yeah. Because he gets a whack right into the shoulder yeah. and then does that a really cool fucking thing of going like, and pushing into it more. Yeah. Which he is fucking his... badass. He flexes a peck and it pops out. <laughs> That's how big his pecs are. It's That is fucking cool. Yeah. But, um... It's a cool dude move. And he wins. He d- fucking fucks him up. He, gra- he, what does he do? He like grabs it off him, cuts his throat, and then rips his fucking tongue. He out. rips his tongue out and throws it on some pile of other things, other like tongues. tongues. <laughs> yeah, the tongue. onto the tongue pile. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, Daenerys is like, "Oh shit, you're hurt," and he's like, oh, "Don't worry about it. It's just a flesh wound." And she's yeah. like, "No, no, no." There's this weird fucking woman who claims to be uh, know anything about medicine yes. from that village you just wrecked. Yes. Let's get her over here to have a look at it because she's definitely a friend. Yes. And all of like the bros are like, she's a witch. She's a witch. What are you doing? Let's just kill her. She's yeah. clearly a witch. And she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I made a statement earlier where I took all these women under my protection. I'm sticking by that. She's a healer. She's going to heal him. Exactly. I think Daenerys is is being very naive about that as well. And stubborn. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So back over in King's Landing, Lannister soldiers are fucking up the Starks. They finish them off. I think that's actually how the episode started. With them like just killing a few more Starks outside of the church hall and stuff. Right. And they're running around like dealing with the rest of them. Right. So we see Sansa and the Scepter uh, walking down the s- some hall. And the yes. Scepter's like, oop. I hear some shit. Fuck yes. off, Sansa. Back to your room. That's right. Yes. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think it's kind of implied that the Scepter dies. We don't see that. I, I got this. Yeah, I got the same feeling. Because like, like, some, you, some you, soldiers show up and stand threateningly in front of her. Totally. And she's like, you're not getting past. Yeah. And then a very similar thing happens with Arya and uh, Sirio Pharrell. Yeah. They're doing more uh, dancing. The mountain shows up, right? Does he? Is it the, isn't it the mountain? No, it's Merrin Trant. Ah, is his name. right. He's got a fucking weird looking face under there. Right. Under yeah, his helmet. Right. But yeah, his name is Merrin Trant of the King's Guard. Okay. Yes, I know I, I know who that is now. I yeah. thought it was the mountain. I guess it was just a tall guy who was in the King's Guard. Well, because the mountain was like running away from... He was in the, the thing where they pretended to be the Tullys. Yeah, the false flag attack. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah. So the mountain's off somewhere. Yeah, right. At the moment. Don't really know where. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Sirio and Arya are doing their training, but then some soldiers show up, and Sirio, with his wooden sword, fights off four of them. Yeah, there's this whole thing of like, what is what is the phrase? It's 
what do you say to the god of death? Not, not today. Not today. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today, Mr. Faulty. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a couple of days. <laughs> Can you be racist to a made-up race? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Arya is like, I'm not going to leave you. This is fucked. And he's like... Go, go, get out of here. There's, I'm gonna, yeah, there's I'm gonna nothing f- you can do here. I'm the first sort of Bravos. Yeah, and so he, he, yeah, he beats him down with a wooden sword. He hits them in the head, and I guess that hurts, and they fall down. But then she walks, walks off, looks back up the stairs, and we have that very, like, Fantasia thing or whatever of the shadows on the wall. Yes. And it doesn't, it's not implied that it goes well for Sirio. Yeah, I mean, what we hear, so it's like, it's the last guy is, I guess, Meryn Trant and Sirio, mm. and we hear a clanging of metal, which I imagined was like, oh, he's knocked the sword out of his hand. Yeah. And, and it, it leaves it, I guess, semi-ambiguous. It is. But in We've, reality... We just know there's been a continuing fight. Yeah. In reality, probably Sirio's dead. But we don't know But that, we don't yeah. know for sure, yeah. So Ari runs off um, to the stables where there are, uh, are people heading off. Okay, there was apparently a ship heading to Winterfell, this says. I didn't get that from it. Uh, no, okay, yeah, no. She just runs off and there's a, a, a knocked over box and she finds needle in it. Yes. So she obviously knew that people were heading off here. Yeah. And then, like, some little stable boy is like, you're one of them motherfuckers they're looking for, aren't you? I'm yeah. I'm take you to the king. Some dirty little Lannister stable boy, probably. <laughs> yeah. And she just straight up stabs him. Yeah. Kind of by mistake, it looks like. Yeah. But, uh... You, you, d- you don't... Does he die? I guess it's implied he... He's stabbed through the stomach with a big old fucking needle sword. Yeah, and you, yeah, I think you, you don't assume that she's intending to kill this, this kid. She just no. kind of wants to get away. It looks like a bit of an accident because she's like, stay away from me and just kind of swings around and it, and it gets him. Yeah. And then she's like, oh shit, and, and runs sh- off. She runs the fuck away. Yeah. So uh, Varys visits Ned in his cell in the dungeons. Yeah. And Ned's like, oh, okay, so he's like... Can't believe you fucking trusted Littlefinger, you idiot. Yeah, that dude's a creep. Yeah, and he he's like, why did you tell Cersei what you knew? Yeah, oh, like the same questions we've been having of like, why the fuck are you so naive? <laughs> totally. And Ned's, I I I don't really remember what Ned's excuse. Oh, it was because of her children. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I wanted her children to be safe if when Robert came back, which is what he said to her as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they have a bit of a conversation. Ned's very distrustful of Varys at this point. Yeah. But yeah. Varys is being pretty straight up with Ned totally. every time that he's talked to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Like he hasn't directly lied to Ned that we've seen. Not at all. In any way. No. He he might have obfuscated his uh, purpose and, and Ned just doesn't trust his uh, methods at all. Sure. And he's just been betrayed by Littlefinger and kind of Varys and Littlefinger look like they're pretty competitive with each other so and from in ned's eyes i'm sure look similar yeah you know, exactly. he does, it's the same type of of person yeah that he doesn't trust but varus has been straight up with ned he's like you got robert killed it's yeah. your mercy that you were having on those children and on robert not telling him to pull his fucking head in yeah that's what got him killed yeah letting him run rampant and um he also lets him know that catelyn let, lost Tyrion. yeah which he looks pretty scared by because there goes their bargaining chip. Yes. Um, they Ned says they should just kill him. I don't know who that is, it's referring to here. Well, I think there was... The oh, cu- just kill Ned. Yeah, so there's right. a couple of scenes with Varys and Ned. And yeah. The second one, Ned is much more defeated. And, yeah, they have this conversation about, you know, honour and giving up your life and all that kind of stuff. And Ned is like... I would much rather die than bow my like bow down and 
give up all of my purpose and principles That's and all right. of that stuff. Because Varys is like, I grew up around actors. I've learned how to act. Yeah. I know how to play people. And it's like, well, yeah, I grew up around soldiers. I learned how to die fucking years ago. Yes. So just let me go. Yeah. He's like, who do you eat? Who are you even doing this for? Because I know what I'm doing this for. I'm doing it for my honor, yeah. for my family. Who do you work for? And he's like, the realm. Yes. Which is the most vague answer. Pe- he says peace as well. He said yeah. he wants peace. He wants stability. He wants the realm to be prosperous. Yeah. That This is... The most we're learning about Varys as well. Sure, but at the same time, there is a sense of him of like, is anything he's saying true? Like, everything he said has been honest yeah. to Ned, but also he clearly is playing as much of a game as Littlefinger is. Yeah, sure. Who yeah. is thus far the least trustworthy character. Yeah. I guess other than Cersei in certain situations. Yeah, but Littlefinger is surprisingly dishonest and, and, and traitorous. Cersei, we know what she's doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but so it's it's sort of um, um, made uh, aware to Ned through Varys, like, you can give up your life, you can stick to honor and, and do that shit, but you have two daughters who are in a pretty shitty position right now, don't you value their lives? And yeah. so that's, I think, what is communicated to Ned. And he's like, you could take the black and they'll probably let you do that if, if you get through this. Yeah, just bow down, and say like, Joffrey's the king. Fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm still a dumbass. <laughs> yes. Uh, so speaking of Cersei, her and the remainder of the uh, the small council there. Yes. Uh, they do that thing with Sansa, make her write the letter. Yep. And uh, later on, King Joffrey is in the Red Keep, sitting in that throne and looking like he fucking loves it. Yeah. He's got that like shitty king lean where he's on his arm over on the side of the chair and he's like "Mm, I'm better than all of this he's got the half cape on he is loving it yeah and so he says uh, Janos Slint who's the guy with the white beard from the City Watch yes he gets all this land and shit he does he gets um, Harrenhal right Harrenhal yeah yeah and uh, so Barristan Selmy gets fired yeah the one guy that liked yeah yeah the one guy we all liked really yeah straight up and down good dude Clearly one of the best warriors in history. Like, we've got that through, you know, conversations around him. And even as they fire him, he's like, I could cut through every single one of you motherfuckers like butter. Yes. But I won't. He takes out his sword, and he throws it on the ground, and he says, melt that down like all the others. Yeah. And he storms out. Because they offer him, like, a retirement package, basically. Of yeah. Like, we'll give you a place by the sea. And he's like, fuck the sea. Yeah, fuck servants, fuck the sea. And yeah, he, he just walks on out of there, and you're like, man... You kind of doing a Ned here, like if if you just like walk out and you're like, well, I better get my things and go. Maybe you won't make it out of the city. Like, yeah, you've you've made a lot of enemies here. Yeah, when you could have gracefully retired. And the reason they're giving is that they blame him for the death of Robert. Yes, you were the head of the king's guard, and the king died. And you were on the hunt with him as well. Yes, he was on the hunt with he him was too. and uh, Thingo. Yeah, um, <laughs> Renly. Renly. Yeah, and little little stupid Lannister. L- Lancel. <laughs> you have a terrible memory for names and a good memory for everything else, and I am the complete opposite. I can remember human traits. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember words that I've memorized. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Barris and Selmy gets uh, kicked out, and they're like, all right, well, the the new one is Jamie Lannister. Yes. The new head of the Kingsguard, so fuck off. Yeah. Uh, Varys was saying, yeah, all the stuff about uh, being on uh, by the sea. Yes. Throws his sword out. And then, uh, so Sansa begs Joffrey after this for... For clemency and mercy for Ned, yes. Yeah. And she is on her knees in front of him, and she means this. She's like, 
fucking um, Maester Thingo, Pycelle, was giving him milk of the poppy for his leg. He wasn't himself. It's fucking great. It's a really good convincing speech, I thought. Yeah. Even if she didn't know that she was lying well, or, th- or twisting the truth. Is she lying? Because he did have that a bit when he woke up. Well, that's what I, I mean. Like, she is telling a truth. She's definitely trying to get her way. Yeah. She's like the young princess girl who's always kind of, oh, I've had the right thing to say to dad. Yeah. So it's like, I, I I want my way from, you know, she's like, I love you and I'll I'll fucking yeah. do anything for you. Please have this little bit from my, my dad. Yes. and But like what I mean is like, she is she is telling the truth and she believes that she is telling the truth, I feel like. Yeah. And it, it is the truth, which runs in parallel to the fact that he was trying to get Joffrey kicked out and fuck the whole Lannister family over. Like yeah. there are there are the parallel realities here where, which still at this point we as the viewers are the only ones who know that Joffrey is a Lannister straight up. Yes, he's Joffrey Baratheon to everybody. Yes, so he's like your sweet words have moved me. I'll consider it if if Ned bends the knee and swears loyalty to me. I will I will spare him. Yep. And Episode I, nine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that goes over relatively well as well, even with Cersei. Totally, it kind of Joffrey's being a little fucking smarmy douche. Yeah, but he seems to know the beats of being a king. Yeah, and which yeah. is what it seems like he's doing up there too. Yeah, like he's emulating what he thinks a kingly sort of person would do. Yeah, yeah, great. To me, agreed. Um, so let's find out on Wikipedia. Or, yes. Sorry, Wikia. Yes. We hear Game of Thrones. How to get to the next episode. There it is. <laughs> Baylor. Yeah. Is the next episode. Yep. Which I, I don't feel like anything's been said about Baylor. No, I was just about to say, like, it, we know what it means in the context of this episode, but I don't know the, the greater history of this person. Because they talk about the Sept of Baylor. Yes. Which is this location, and there's a statue of Baylor. A big old statue. Which gets referenced later on. It certainly does. So uh, we start in the Riverlands. Yes. Which is where the twins are, which is where Walder Frey is, which is where Rob and his army are. Yes. Trying to cross that bridge. Sucks that there's only one fucking bridge. It seems weird, yeah. But it, because they have to ask Walder Frey for passage, I can imagine that Walder Frey is like, if anyone tries building a bridge along here, kill those cunts. Absolutely, yeah. This is his w- only source of power. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah. And so Rob's there. Uh, it's Theon shoots down a raven. That's right. From the uh, from the the Greyjoy keep, and it's like a from birthday. the Frey keep. From the uh, yes, yeah, sorry, from the Frey keep. Yeah, we get the picture that they've been trying to send ravens out the whole time, and they keep shooting them down because they don't really trust the phrase, and they don't know what these messages are or where they're going, and they don't want anyone to know they're there. Yes, and it's like a birthday message where they're like, "Yeah, that's what he wrote down," but it could be a code. Uh, yes, totally. So um, I feel like the thing that I was going to mention definitely was in the previous episode. It's that scene where Theon asks Rob, like, are you scared? Right. After I guess it's after he calls the banners and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And Rob's, like, hand is visibly shaking. Yeah, that was still in Winterfell. Yeah, yes. and he's like, yes, I'm scared. And Theon's like, good. That means you're not stupid. Yeah. And it just underlines, like, yeah, Rob is a scared young guy. But he is smart and he's doing the right thing, it, it feels like. Totally. And Theon does seem to completely have his back. Yeah, totally. And and also is intelligent in this realm, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So House Frey, we learn about that. They're bannermen for Catelyn Stark's father. Right. So they're Tully bannermen. Right. So they're not aligned with the Starks, 
other than the fact that Catelyn was married to a Stark, so they're all kind of in the same pot. Yeah. But they have no real, necessarily, uh, loyalty to the Starks. They're, they're Switzerland. They're in the middle at this point. They can go either way. And they're a creepy fucking Switzerland. <laughs> yes. Because do we go inside yet? Uh, the uh, When called up, he says that he'd been preparing to march. I was just waiting for all his forces to arrive, apparently. So I guess we're inside of the house now. Yeah. So we meet Walder Frey. Oh, yes. Who is this, like, kind of gross old man, and he's sitting there like a little melting toad. And he, yeah. But he's quite thin and, and like, gangly, like yeah. a skeleton. He's, what's what's his name in Harry Potter? F- F- Filch or Filch, something? Yeah. yeah. He's the same actor, yeah. I think. And yeah. um, he, he looks real similar to that guy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> he, uh, great casting. Again, like, this guy... Um, Paul Kelly as Mr. Lewin. Yeah. Perfect casting. Again, it's like these guys, and even this guy, Walter Frey, who we know from Harry Potter, just feels like this is the character. Totally. Perfect casting. And and a ramping up of these fucking weird, <laughs> creepy characters we've been meeting. Yes. Because this guy's the worst of the bunch by far. We, Ooh, we yeah. go in and there's all these strange guys looking, sitting around. Yeah. And they're all with noticeably young and terrified looking women. Totally. Especially Walder, who is standing there with like this girl standing next to him. He's like, oh God, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Just stroking her butt. Ugh. It's fucking great. Later on, he's like, she's 15. She's a fresh young flower and she's yeah. all mine to suck the honey from. Oh, or God. It's but fucking disgusting. Everyone there, even the people who look like they're not happy to be there, in terms of like the members of the court, are kind of like. They've all got these weird hats. Yeah, weird hats, sort of sad looking, dumpy looking. Like, yeah. it feels like you can feel like the mold and the moisture in the air in this room. Like, totally. It, it just feels horrible. It's very grey and awful and yep. just, yeah, an unpleasant place and an unpleasant person who keeps telling everyone to shut up. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, you wanted manners? How about fuck you for manners and yep. all that stuff? Yeah. And he kisses Catelyn's hand with like a big slurp. Ugh. And then he's like, well, now that I've observed the, uh, you know, the, the, the niceties, niceties or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, that wasn't nice at all for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they have a chat in there for a while. Walder is standoffish, Walder Frey. Yeah. He's like, why do I owe you jack shit? Yeah. I could just stand here and fucking be a creep forever. I could sell you to the Lannisters. I could stay out of it entirely. It'd be better for me if I did that. Why should I let you over my bridge? Yes. I'm a little troll. I'm a little troll. Pay the toll. And so they strike up a toll. Cut, Catelyn goes in there and she's like, I'm just going to talk to him. Yeah. He knows my father. He's known me since I was a little girl. Yeah. She comes back and she's like, okay, mm. we can go over. Mm. Is there a price? Um, uh, well. Uh, there's several stages to this price. Yeah. That I'm going to reveal. I'll tell you about <laughs> one of them. Yes. At a time. And so what is it? It's um, they'll join Rob's cause and give him some troops other than like a few to stay there and guard the place. Yep. But. Arya has to marry one of Walder's children. Yes. And Rob's like, oh, she's yeah. not going to like that. But yeah. I guess that's it. So let's go over. No, wait. Uh, you've also got to, after this is all over, marry one of Walder's daughters. Yeah. And then there's this weird bit where he's like, do you see any of them? <laughs> she's like, one of them was... And he's like, oh boy. <laughs> also, they're all like 13. Yeah. And they're definitely, there's some weird lineage there, I bet, if you yeah. look into one it. One of them's the other one's mum, and <laughs> they're all sisters, <sighs> and there's an uncle in there too. It's all, yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. Oh, and he has to take on um, Walder's son, Oliver Frey, as a squire. That's right, yes. 
that's the first one. It's like, gonna take a squire on. He's like, all right. You got away with this. Yeah. <laughs> also, your sister's gonna marry one of his sons. Like, well, that's her problem. Man, that final part of this deal that you just said is awful. <laughs> yeah, fuck. So, but he's, yeah. He's like, what happens if I don't agree? It's like, well, you don't get anything and we probably lose the war. It's yeah. Like, well, I I consent. I agree. I'm doing it. I'm a king. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Well, let's get over this. King. No one said king yet. No. But he's acting head of an army, whatever you call that. Yep. A king? Well, he's the <laughs> the ward, the Starks are the wardens of the north. So yes. they're the kings of the north basically. Yeah. Yeah. The king in the north is yeah. Is sort of what you could describe him as at some point probably. Yeah. I mean, I call him a a heroic type character. Okay. Very square jaw on him. Handsome man. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lannister armies uh, are preparing for battle as well, up around the same area. Yes. They're all close yeah. together at this point. Really close together. Much closer than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a, like they say, a day's ride away. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, they're all in, uh, in the Riverlands. Yeah. So they're doing that old medieval thing of everyone going like, here's where we're going to fight after school. Yes. <laughs> and you meet me there. And then we'll just charge at each other. Yeah. Yeah. So they're getting ready for battle, and Tywin uh, is saying like... Uh, he he's going to use the hill tribes to kind of throw at the Starks. Cannon fodder. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's saying, yeah, Tyrion, you got to be at the front. Yep. Uh, and then Bronn has, as per Tyrion's wish, found a... <laughs> this is funny. In the, in the wikier thing, the word whore has a blue link on it. <laughs> there is just a whore section I'm of sure the Game of Thrones wikia. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised by that. It's the strange... Like, yeah. The, the way that they treat Shay, who is this person who he meets, is emblematic of how they treat these women in, in the world here. Yeah. And it's very old-fashioned, Yeah, will say. I liked... Uh the way that her character presented herself and reacted to the situation because it is uh, not typical. No, but it's that thing of creating a strong woman character by saying, like, see, she's not completely under the boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that, that is true. Uh, but whatever, this is that. This is this world. Yes, yeah. Uh, so Tyrion's like, okay, Shay's all right. <laughs> yes. And uh, they... She, they have a little conversation about something, mm. and she says something about what he said in a way of "I'll have sex with you now." Yeah. Uh, so then later on that night, her Tyrion, Bronn, and Shay—they're all playing a drinking game. Yes, they b- are before going to the battle. Yes, and Tyrion's like, "I, I want the drinking game to be about talking because I win at that." Yes. And the the game he comes up with is that he, if he says something about them that's correct, they have to drink. Yes, never have I ever. Yeah, yeah. Except it's just Tyrion making observations. So <laughs> yes. we, we learned some things about these people here. Uh, Bronn has been beyond the wall. He killed someone when he was 12. Yeah, a woman. It was a woman in he got, self-defense. He, he got, got beaten, beaten by his dad, but yep. his mum hit harder. Oh, yeah. And uh, then Tyrion has a go with Shay, and he gets none of them wrong. He guesses, your mother was a whore, your father deserted you, you're lowborn, and she's like, nah, drink on all three. No, 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 no. And don't ever fucking talk about my parents again. Yeah. Or else. So Tyrion's like, this makes me like Shay more. <laughs> Almost as though she knew that that would happen and she can read people very well. <laughs> yeah. Is the impression I got out of it. Yeah. She, uh, she clearly has the upper hand in this situation. Yes. And then we learn a story about Tyrion having been married. Yeah. Very briefly. And it's quite a sad story about... It, it's Yeah, it's very sad. You tell the story. You well, tell it better. So he like... <laughs> what is it? He runs into like a a, a, a young lady... 
and he just falls in love with her. They go off and they root. And so the 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 there was like bandits or something chase. It was him and Jamie out for a ride. Yeah, that's and they right. were like like dudes chasing after her, trying to rape her. That's right. That's right. And yes, that's important actually. Yeah. yeah. And they they save her, and Tyrion's like, "Come on, come on, come with me. Let's have a drink. Let's you know hang her, out." Her name was Tysha. Tysha, and so Aisha yes, Tysha. Aila Tysha. Aila, that's it. Yeah. Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> um, and so yeah, they they get to talking. They basically he basically falls head over heels in love with her. They um they I guess they get married. Like is that is that how quickly it happens? Within a couple of weeks because like he's saying that he always used to be afraid of women because he felt that they would always think, laugh at him or go like where's yeah. your handsome brother or yep. but she kind of was interested in him for the first time. Yep. And uh they bribed a drunken septon to marry them in secret. That's right. So then the septon comes to his senses and tells Tywin about it. Yeah. Tywin finds out and he's furious that his son is married to this common woman and uh then makes Jamie reveal to uh Tyrion yeah. the true story about what happened, which is She is a sex worker. It was a fucking setup. Yep. And aren't uh, you a stupid little man? And who's laughing at you now? Everyone. And Jamie thought it would be nice. Jamie was trying to help out his brother. Jamie and Tyrion get along. Yes. It was a wrong thing to do. Like, it's a dumb way to... But, he, you know, they were teenagers at the time. Yep. And uh, then Ugh. Tywin fucking brings this woman in and he's like, you have to have sex with each of my guards. I'll give you a silver coin for each man, which is a lot, apparently. Yep. And, and by the end of it, her hands were overflowing with silver. And Tyrion had to watch. And Tyrion had to watch the whole thing in the barracks. So then Shay points out, like, you're a naive idiot. If this woman was just raped, she wouldn't have had sex with you two hours later. You should have known. Yeah. And then kind of <laughs> gets on top of him as Bronn is still sitting there. And he's like, so, <laughs> so, it's like, it's not the exact same thing that's happened in real life. But like those times when you're at a party and it's like, oh yeah, it's like two two guys and a girl, and you've you know on the last can of Woodstock, and it's like one <laughs> thirty in the morning, and they start making out. And you're like, guess I'm going to bed now. Yep. <laughs> Time for me to tiptoe away like a cartoon character. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and trying to rob a bank. Yeah. Yes, but uh, I thought that was very funny. Yeah, Bron wonders. I like Bron. Oh, as he's well. great. Bron's been fantastic. Yeah, even that. Yeah, that funny little old time English like back and forth. You know, oh my mama hit me hard now. But uh, like even like that, it's just like. This guy's a funny little fellow. <laughs> yeah. So in a couple of seconds, or in terms of the show, but like Tyrion falls asleep, gets woken up yeah. with going to war immediately. Yes. We were wrong about this shit. The la- the Starks are like a mile away. Yeah. We gotta go. They marched through the night. Yeah. Yeah. They caught us. <laughs> Who could have ever predicted that they would have tried to catch us unprepared? <laughs> yes. But so uh, they rush up. Tyrion puts a helmet on very quickly, or he's given a helmet, he's given all this stuff, and he decides immediately to do a speech for the Hill Tribes. He's yes. like, today we may fight, but tomorrow, hello, sailor, or <laughs> yes. whatever. You silly tribe, and you fellows, and all you guys, let's all get together and let's do it. Let's, let's do it for everyone. fucking go. Yep. And then they all run off, and they're like, yes, this guy gave the best speech ever. I'm going to run off holding my mallet upside down. <laughs> and this upside-down mallet whacks Tyrion in the head. Yes. He gets trampled on, and he's unconscious immediately. 
and in my memory of this episode, I thought that he actually made it to the charge Same. and he got knocked out. He didn't even make it to the battle. And it's fucking absurd. <laughs> yes. That mallet whacking him in the head is the most like ridiculous moment because it's literally like a shot of the mallet and a shot of his face going, oh no! <laughs> yes. Like Macaulay Culkin hands on the cheeks. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then he wakes up and the world is moving past him and he's on like a gurney. Back of, back of like a wagon. Yeah, yeah, back of a wagon. And Bron's like, fight's over. And he's like, did we win? Bron's like, like, I wouldn't be fucking talking to you if we lost, yeah, would we? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. There are only 2,000 of them. Yes. We heard 20,000, and there are only 2,000 people here. So we don't know what the fuck's happened. Yeah. And the, he, like, yeah, Rob wasn't here. This is fucked. We can see all of the Hill Tribe people just like ripping corpses apart and like getting guys who are wounded and just stabbing them in the head and stealing their stuff like... Real, they, they're real. having a sick time. They're, lo- they're loving it, yeah. 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 So where are the other 18,000 men, you might wonder? Mm. Did the guy miscount? No, no, no. No. There were 20,000 of them, but 18,000 of them went off to get fucking Jamie and shit. Yes. So they did a, a surprise pincer movement. <laughs> yep. And uh, off off screen, yes. both battles happen off screen. Well, what we the start of this scene is Catalan and Roderick sort of waiting around. Yeah. And we see, like, the tree line, and we see about... 10 horses ride out. Yeah. Like, okay, that's about 18,000, I guess. So Rob sent off that diversion of 2,000 people, which yep. later on he's like, I sent 2,000 people to their graves. Yes. That was fucked. Yes. But the upside is that they've won this other battle. Yes. And they now have Jamie Lannister. Which is a huge move. Is like, a huge move. Tywin didn't really give a shit, but still did give a shit when they had Tyrion. Yeah. Who he hates. Now they got his favorite son Jamie, his heir. Yes. And the guy who's now head of the King's Guard. This is a bargaining fucking chip. Yes. That they have got here, which they can use for Ned's freedom, hopefully. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and then Rob's like gives a speech of like, this was a victory, but this war ain't over. Yeah. And Jamie's like, look, let's settle this whole thing now. Starks, Lannisters, don't get a bunch of people killed. Let's pick pick your weapon. Any weapon. Bloody sticks and stones, whatever. Let's, you and me, duke it out, and we'll settle it here. And Rob's like, if we did that, you would win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Let's have fights with our big armies instead. Yeah. And Jamie's like, fuck. Damn, he's not as stupid as I thought he was going to be. He's not <laughs> as stupid as his father. So over at the Wall, Castle Black... Uh, Mormont gives Jon Snow a gift. He brings him oh, in and man. he's like, look, you saved me from that zombie. <laughs> I've uh, got this sword. It's been in my family for generations. It's called Longclaw. Yes. It used to have a bear on the hilt, but I've changed it to a wolf. Yeah. A big, whole big bloody operation it must have been. And it's made of Valyrian steel, which is clearly a very nice steel that everyone seems to know about. Yeah, which Jon pronounces slightly differently to that. Like, he pronounces it wrong <laughs> yeah. from memory. Right. He's like, oh, Valyrian steel. Oh, Valadabadu steel. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great looking sword. Yeah. And John's like, mm, I cannot accept that. Please, sir, you <laughs> do me a great honor. I mustn't even. And he's like, Jorah's like, it was going to go to my son, Jorah, but he disgraced our family name and fled the country. So I would consider it an honor if you would accept it as a gift. John takes it, and um, he it, it's all kind of like the, all right, all that shit with Alistair where you rushed at him, that's all sorted. Yes. Because Alistair is now fucking miles away for some reason, which I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Oh, that's right. The hand that they got off of the zombie, he's like, I'm going to make him lay that at the feet of Joffrey, 
so that Joffrey understands what's going on up here. Right. Uh, so that'll definitely happen. Then uh, Mormont explains to John that Longclaw, yeah, remember his son John. Yep. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He takes it into like all his friends, in and the he lunch just whips hall. it out. And they're like, "Show me the sword!" And then they start chanting the word "sword" over <laughs> and over and over again, which is again the one of the funnier scenes in this whole series. It's so silly. Whenever yeah. something that is like the least bit not fantasy happens, yeah, it's pretty silly. But they, they literally just go sword, 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 <laughs> sword. <laughs> but Sam's sitting there like, "I don't fucking care about a sword." Yeah, and uh, Sam is like, "No." I mustn't tell you what it is that's making me upset, but he does eventually because he's a little idiot. Yeah. Uh, Rob, he tells John about all the news about Rob leading the army and blah, blah, blah. In the worst way, too, because he's like, it's your brother, Rob. What about my brother, Rob? Well, oh, it's too horrible to even say. (laughs) Yeah. John's like, is he dead? He's like, no, he's leading an army. (laughs) Yeah. He's going. He's marching south. He's going. He's going to get your dad back. It's all good. So John's all up to date again, but also again, like fuck, I should be there. That's it. I should go. They're my family. Yep. And Eamon's like, which is the maester. Maester Eamon is like, nah, mate. Your family's here. Blind, yeah. blind boy. My, this is probably my favorite scene so far. It's a good scene. So they're feeding the the, the ravens. Yep. Uh, and Mace Raymond's telling him about the Night's Watch comes first, and John's like, you couldn't possibly understand. Yeah, this is my family. I'm a bastard, but I still have a connection to it, and I have to do something. Yeah, there's no way that you can understand what it's like to be separated from a family in turmoil. <laughs> now, what was your surname? <laughs> <laughs> and Eamon's like, yeah, I'm a fucking Targaryen. Yeah, but he lays it out so well. He he He's like, my, you know, what does he say? The son of a king, brother to another, the uncle of the mad king. Yes. It's not what he says, but that's what he is. Right, yeah. Micah, he, he, yeah, he yeah. says, like, he, he says what happened, like, the situation. Like, my my brother was killed, my family was, you know, cast out, and I was, I wasn't there, and I could have gone to help, but I decided, you know, to stay separate. They killed all the babies. They killed all the children yeah. while I wasn't there. Yeah. And, so he's, and, like, yeah. a generation above the Mad King Aerys. So, so what he says, John's like, who are you? And he says, my father was Micah. My father was Micah? Was Micah, who was the king before, the king before, the king before, the king before when we started. So it goes, Robert, right. before him, Eris, the Ice. mad king. Before that, someone else who was, uh, was Aemon's brother. Aegon the Conqueror. Aegon the Conqueror, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then before that, Micah. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, yeah, he's an old man. He is an old obviously. man who was, yeah, who, and he what he did specifically was abdicate the throne to Aegon. Because he was the right. eldest brother. I guess that's, yeah. Is that mentioned here or is that just something we find out later? No, no, that's, that's in the scene, right. yeah. He, he, he abdicated and he went away. To go and be a maester. I guess, yes, exactly. Yeah. So Aegon took the throne and became like the big Targaryen guy. Like he was the conqueror. Like he got all the kingdoms. Like that's what happened. Right. And then his son, well, Aerys. I think Aegon, he's just also named Aegon. Aegon the Conqueror was years and years, oh, and, years really? and years ago. Yeah. I think Aegon the Conqueror was like... Because the Targaryens were like a dynasty. Yeah, right. right. So they've been, a, and he just had the same name. Man, everyone has the same name. So many Brandons. It's fucking wild, man. But yeah, so he was a Targaryen, and he <laughs> he was in the exact same situation, like ex- worse. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. they killed all of the children. Yeah, Arya and Sansa are safe. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It the thing that Ned was afraid would happen to the 
Baratheon slash Lannister kids yeah. is what happened to Aemon's family. Yes, yes, totally. And he, yeah, was a maester. John's uh, Man of the Night's Watch. Yeah. They were both physically separate, separated from the situation, but also, like, they just can't do anything about it, really. And he's like, but I'm going to give, I'm going to tell you this story, tell you what I did, but you have to make this choice for yourself and live with that consequence for the rest of your life. Yeah. Which I liked. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, I just thought the the writing and the direction and the performance of that scene was like just really effective. Every time that they tie these families into these other positions and stuff as well, it's really good. Yeah. The way that Dior and Jorah are related, it, it makes everything on all these disparate places kind of s- slot in together. Totally. All the motivations make sense and the conflict makes sense. And yeah, and it makes the story believable and, and <laughs> engaging. Like it's, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so over in the east, yes. over in um the uh in Essos with the with the Dothraki, yes. Carl Drogo's riding his horse up the front of the Calisarm, and he is not looking well. No, he He's looks got... a bit fluey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, fluey in the same way that an angel flies. Fluey, like he's about to die. <laughs> yes. And he's got like a little shawl over his shoulders. He and is sweating like a motherfucker. And kind of rocking on his horse, looking real sick. And then he, he topples. He, he topples off, off the horse. Oh, yeah. And all the Dothraki are like, oh, shit. Yeah. A man falling off his horse is the dumbest cunt move <laughs> that you can make as as a Dothraki. It's, it, it is the difference between respecting someone and wanting to just kill him and take over. One of them says, um, a Carl who can't ride is no Carl. Yes. So Daenerys is like, fuck, well, okay, we got to fix this up. And you know what? He's looking real sick after that witch touched him. Get the witch. Get the witch back. To help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're And in again, this... they're like, are you crazy? She's she's a witch. Yeah. Let's just kill her now. I, I told you before, let's got to kill the witch. Let's kill the witch. But she's like, no, the witch will be helpful. So <laughs> yes. they're in this like little yurt or whatever. Mm. And uh, the witch is like, okay, we can maybe save him. But uh, to save a life requires a death. It's going to be the most fucked thing you've seen on the show so far. <laughs> yeah. So um, Daenerys is like, who has to die? Me? And she's like, no, no, no. Get his horse. It's not you who has to die. And I'm not going to say it's this horse who has to die. Just get the horse. Just get the horse. And she gets the horse. She fucking kills that horse. Yeah, cuts the throat, sprays it, the blood everywhere. It looks fucking real. Yeah, it really does. Whatever, however they've done that horse dying, it looks like a dying horse. It does. It starts to like buckle and fall to the ground. It's. Yeah. Or, have you seen Apocalypse Now? No. Oh, wait, yes, but not enough to remember it. There is a scene in it where I believe... <laughs> oh, not recently enough to remember <laughs> it, I mean. They actually slaughter a bull... Right. And they fucking cut into it, and you see the sp- and it's awful, and it looks just as real as this. Like this was right. quite disturbing. Yeah. It was fucked. Yeah, like this dead horse looks fucking gross. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about this dead horse for a lot longer until people get sick of it. I'm gonna kind of just go on about this dead horse. Okay, just kind of really, really overdo it with this dead horse. Sure. Is there another word you would use to describe the way you're treating this horse? Um, coolly. <laughs> <laughs> Not a word. Anyway, uh, a Carl ca- who flogs his dead horse is no Carl at all. <laughs> <laughs> These people are like fucking hell. You need to calm down, Carlisi. Everyone is against this. Jorah, everyone, all the Dothraki. And Daenerys is having to be like, I'm the Carlisi. And they're like, yeah, we don't give a shit. Yes. The second he's dead, fuck you. Yeah, and the way you're acting and what you're doing here like, um, violates a lot of our beliefs. Yeah. 
blood magic is fucked, it's... and this is bloody fucking magic. <laughs> yes. And she, like, is also like, we should just leave. That's it. As soon as, uh, basically as soon as Drogo falls off his horse, he's like, the moment that Drogo dies, we're fucked. And, th- and we're not just fucked in that, like, oh, the situation's changed. It's like, that you're pregnant with his baby. The baby has the birthright to be the Carl, but there's going to be fighting. And they don't really give a shit about birthright. And they don't really, and if anything, they'll view it as a threat and they'll yeah. kill you immediately. Yeah. So he's like, we should go. There's a port near here. We can f- fucking go now. A shy, a shy. He says it twice. So I remember. Right. Let's go to a shy. Let's get on a boat. Let's get out of here. A shy, a shy. Let's fuck off to a shy. <laughs> That's like, sort of like Shakespeare one, I just think. No. What, what's that one about? Is it a horse? That A kingdom for a horse. Can we talk about that horse a little bit more? Do you want to maybe not? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so she's like, no, nah, we're not going, and you should put some armor on. <laughs> yeah, yes. And he's like, I fucking agree. I guess I guess I better. But man, she's been stubborn here and really sticking to her guns. Yeah. But I feel like, understandably so, what is she going to do? She doesn't want to give up, you know, the whole position that she's in the the army the like she's given up a lot to get here and i think mainly she doesn't want to give up drogo sure she yes. seems very upset that he is in this position absolutely yeah and genuinely cares about him and her child yes so uh they go outside of this tent because she the witch is like you need to fuck off out of here because this is going to be some crazy shit yeah and she gets some horse blood on her face first yeah they <laughs> slaughter the horse in front of her she gets blood it walks out and then you're hearing all these noises from the tent like, like it's it oh sounds, shit! There's actually magic. Yes, it sounds like fucking monsters roaring and stuff. Like yeah, it's, and it's it probably a horse dying, but it sounds absolutely disturbing. It, it seems as though this magic is for real. Yes, agreed. Uh, so all of the uh, Dothraki outside, some of Drogo's people are like, whatever the fuck is happening in there is a your fault. B fucked up. C I'm gonna kill you. Yes. And Jorah steps in and he's like, you're not going in there. I, or they're like, we're going to kill the witch. Yeah, yeah. And Jorah's like, no, nope, don't go in there. You're going to fight me. They fight. Jorah wins. Yes. He does pretty well. Like, you can see how he's stuck around here for so long. Yeah. This dude knows how to fight. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, Jorah wins this fight, but Daenerys keels over, and she's like, the baby's coming. She gets knocked over during the fight. She falls right on her tum-tum. Yeah. yeah. All the Dothraki midwives say that she's cursed. They won't help with this labor. So Jorah's like... I think I overheard that goddamn witch say that she did labor as well. <laughs> like, we've gone for, to her for two medical things, yeah. and one's made him worse, and one has been a spell. <laughs> but No okay. time to charm, hopefully. <laughs> so he walks in there, Daenerys in arms, to have this baby delivered. Yep. So back in King's Landing... Ah, yes. Uh, Varys visits Ned again, and uh, tells, tells him about Sansa, like, sort of begging for Ned's life. Tells him about just sort of what's going up there. Yeah. Says, like, Stannis is getting a little bit arcing up. He's, people are talking about Stannis. Yeah. And Ned's like, yeah. Yeah. The guy who should be on the throne, you mean? Yes. By the rules of the land, he was the next in line. So, yeah. Cool. But he's like, please, for God's sake. Like we were saying before, I think we kind of mixed some of these together. Right. But, yo, think about your kids. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm not sure how much time has passed between these episodes. It can't be heaps, although Ned, I do remember he looked way worse this However this long time. it is, it's long enough for Arya to now be at the point where she's breaking pigeons' necks. That's right. Real quick. Yeah. 
Yeah. So she's she's living on the streets. She's a street urchin at the yes. moment, just trying to keep her head down, I guess, which is probably sensible. Yeah. Has a little bit of an argument with a bread guy. <laughs> yeah, she wants a little pastry. And then people are running up through the street, going somewhere, and she's like, what's everyone doing? And these two really helpful kids are like, it's the hand of the king. He's being before, brought before the great sept of Baylor. Yes. Uh, so she's like, holy shit, the hand of the king? That's me da. Yes. She runs up there, drops a pigeon, Yep. climbs onto this the foot of a statue of what we find out is Baylor because Ned says it later. Yes. And uh, she sees her father being dragged up through the, uh, the 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 steps of into the temple. So maybe we'll come back to this. Oh yeah. no, this is the last bit. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, all these people are there to watch the, the trial, trial. Yeah, kind of. Of uh, Ned, who's the hand of the king. Everyone seems to know. Everyone seems to be pretty up with the news. Yeah. Yeah. People kind of know, or with the narrative that's been set, because immediately when Ned's there, they're like, boo. Well, that's it, yeah. There's clearly some kind of propaganda that's gone out. Yeah. Which makes sense. As soon as you're in power, you tell the story. And so Joffrey and Cersei and, you know, the small council have clearly put out, like, this guy's a traitor, which he is, technically speaking. And we're going to bring him before the crowds and uh, try him, I guess. Okay, so Baylor. I don't, this is in no way a spoiler. He was a previous Targaryen king. Oh, right. Baylor the Blessed. Right. And the scepter's named after him. Yes. So she's, yeah, Arya's standing on the sort of the foot of Baylor, and uh, she... Doesn't Ned... So, so Ned passes he sees by... Her. He sees her. He sees her. And he and says to Yorin. Yeah, one of the Night's Watch guys. Yeah. Yeah. I guess who are down there to... Oh, it's the he, dude who was looking re- for recruits. Yes, yeah, he's the recruiter. That's right. The guy who like, was pals with Tyrion, drinking wine, and uh, did come to Ned a couple episodes ago, yeah. Yes. So he sees him and he goes, Baylor, Baylor. And he looks over there, sees Arya, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Are you for real, bro? <laughs> what? That's, that's, that's your fucking daughter, bro? daughter, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. So, um... And she's been on the run. Like, it's not just she's kept her head down... People have been looking for her. Yep. They cannot find her. Yeah. They they want her. Yep. Well, they want all of them. Yeah. So uh, Ned is brought up in front of this crowd of people, up on the sort of step there, yep. on, on like the stage, I it's guess. A, it's kind of a stage, yeah. You got Sansa. He's treading the boards. <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel home and alive. <laughs> You've got Sansa, Cersei, King Joffrey. You've got some of the King's Guard. Yep. Up there, Varys, Littlefinger. Yeah, I think so. Maester Pycelle, yep. who is the one who sort of drives the thing at the start. Yeah, yeah. They're all standing up there. And, uh, yeah, you've got some of the King's Garden shit. Yeah. So Ned's up there and, and Maester Pycelle is like, this fucking dude here, you know him. He's <laughs> the hand of the king, in yeah. quotes. And he's a treasonous fuck. He's going to com- confess his crimes. Yes. And Ned does it. He absolutely does. He lies for the first time and says, I plotted against King Joffrey. I wanted to take the throne for myself. Yeah. He completely does what Varys told him to do, yep. which is confess your fake crime say, and, and just fucking heal this over for the sake of something bigger than yourself. Which we didn't know or think he was going to do right up until this point. No. He, he had disagreed with Varys. He had stood his ground. He's, he said, I, I, I'll die like a soldier. I know how to do this. I've been preparing for this. Like, this is 
I would much rather stand on my principles and die than kneel and be, you know, go against all my principles. Completely. And then he kneels and goes against his principles. Yeah. Which is a big fucking thing for him. Yes. And uh, it's clearly for his daughters and for his family and for, I guess, to some extent, what Varys was talking about, the realm. Yes, sure. So he, he's, he, he'll take... I, I forget who suggests it, but he... The option is that he will take the black, he will go and be a part of the Night's Watch and yeah. serve out his days there with no rights to any of his land or his titles or anything. Or at the very least, whatever happens to him, just fucking patch this up. Yeah. That, that, that's his thing. He doesn't care about what happens to him. He just wants to patch this up. Yes. So he says, Joffrey's the true king. He should be on the Iron Throne. And um, Maester Pycelle is like, all right, well, that's pretty good of him. Yeah. I get, you know... W- Baylor was tough, but he was merciful. Yes. He taught us mercy. Yeah. And so um, Joffrey, we then head over to, who is the king, is like, that's true. Mercy is important. My mother has said that she wishes for him to take the black and fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. My beloved Sansa has said that she wishes for her father to be spared. But they've got the soft hearts of women. And me, I'm a little grubby little shit. <laughs> so, Sir Ilan Payne, get your big sword out. <laughs> yeah, bring me the traitor's head. Yeah, and the crowd is like, "Fuck yes!" Yeah. Oh, we love it. Yeah. Yes, King John, and like this is. It's hard to tell whether he is being just a little fucking dickhead, yeah, or if he kind of knows because he looks around the crowd a bit. And he seems to be getting pumped up on their energy. Yes. They start throwing shit at Ned and he's like, I'm into this. Yes. Yes. And so there's a little bit of him just kind of showboating. I absolutely think it is. When I first saw this episode and, yeah, fucking saw what happened, it felt to me like Joffrey was just getting off on the energy and the violence and the evil. Like, he yeah. was just like... But then I reckon I s- the the most attention and the most energy and stuff I can get out of this is by getting this guy's head cut off. Exactly, and it's the attention and it's the the people's perceived love for the king. Yes. So the second he says, "Bring me the head," everyone goes, "No, fuck, no, kid." Cersei is like, "This is madness." Yes, this is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. They've got a fucking army. Yeah. Uh, Sansa is obviously like, no, don't kill my dad. But yeah. That's understandable. But it's, <laughs> yes. it's it's Cersei, it's Varys. He rushes over there. Varys is like, no, no, no. Yeah. Every single one of them freaks out. Yes. I don't remember what Littlefinger does. Uh, I don't think he's really a fo- But everyone looks surprised. Totally. At the very least. Yeah. Uh, everyone is, is fucking freaked out by this. And I, I remember, even, even at this point, before what happens, happens... Even at this point, the first time I saw this, you know, stomach drops, absolute yeah. surprise. And this, he fucking sells it well, this kid playing Joffrey, yeah. whose name I can't remember. Jack something. My dick? <laughs> Is it Jack my dick? Jack, uh, that's the latest no, no, joke. No, 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 it's jerk my dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Jack Gleason. Jack Gleason, yes, that's it. Jackie Gleason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone's fucking freaked out. Arya starts running towards the thing, but, uh... Yaren. Yaren grabs her. He's he's, like, he's went to the statue. He knew Ned was right. And Get he's over like, there. Do not watch. Yeah. This is going to be fucked. Yeah. Ilan Payne, the executioner who we've met before with the weird face. Yes. Swings <laughs> this big ass sword up and the sound cuts out. Yeah. Ned's looking around like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Guess I better make peace with this because this is happening. 
You see a shot of the back of his neck, and then Ilan Payne lifts the sword up and shwink brings it down. And you see the sword. They make a point of this, I feel like. You see a few frames of the sword on the other side of Ned's neck. Yeah, it yeah. It is very clear this it, his head has actually been cut off. Yes. Some pigeons fly away, and Arya, I think, is the last shot. Her just going like, what? Yeah. Wait. She, she doesn't say it. She doesn't look. She's got a head sort of buried in uh, Yobin. <laughs> Yorin. Yeah. Johan. Johan. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Ned Stark dead. Ned's dead, baby. Ned's dead. <laughs> yeah. What a uh, amazing episode of television. <laughs> like, yeah, completely. That's that's the fucking moment, right? Yeah. That's the moment where you're like, oh shit, yeah. anything can happen. Yeah, we got Bran in the first episode that kicked it off and got you interested, but this is the probably the, the most important and best moment in TV, you know, for 30 years or something. Like totally. It just sets a bar that is so high and so it's just so good like everything about it is fantastic and i i vividly remember at the time being like sean bean is the anchor of this show he's the main character he's the protagonist he's the one person i know and very deliberately the most famous person they cast yes and you are completely bought into sean bean and ned stark's story here yep and he is fucking straight up dead yeah it's and in the most interesting way as well totally everyone doesn't want it to happen except for this one fucking kid and and a big crowd of people yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's like as soon as it happens in your mind it sets in motion well what about everything else that's going on and how is it going to impact that because a lot of the stuff that's been set in motion has been to get ned back or stop this conflict yeah and now it's just escalated beyond you know any point of return completely and anybody is literally able to have their head on a chopping block yes which is a cool place to be for not even the last episode of this season yeah we've got one more left yeah which uh, for those of you who are watching the show for the first time jump out now yes ish we'll be doing the sealed section in a minute but uh next week i guess we'll just be doing episode 10 yeah yeah wrapping up season one yes yeah, well, yeah, we'll do episode ten, and and yeah, I kind of look back over the first season. Um. <laughs> so I think my mic might have been unplugged for a second there. No, it's fine. But you can hear it, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll look back over the first season, and and I guess you know some stuff around the first season. I certainly think it's interesting to talk about the impact that this episode and the first season had on TV. Yeah, and what we thought might be happening next. Yes, and um, how people reacted at the time, yeah. that sort of stuff. Just a little bit of a recap on season one and maybe some stuff outside of it that is relevant. Mm. As in, like, previous history of the world that is on the season one DVD. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. But definitely episode 10. Yes. Next week is your homework. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that that brings us to the end of that episode for anybody who has is watching the show for the first time. So if you don't want any spoilers, jump out now. And now, welcome <laughs> to the sealed section. Oh, baby. And we are recording this late at night as well, so it's yeah. very appropriate. Yeah, I'm feeling more tired than sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I've felt that way since I was about 29. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, some fucking crazy shit that literally the rest of the show is about. Yeah. That yeah. moment of Ned dying is yep. what the kind of the rest of the show is fucking tied to yes and all the white walker shit obviously that's happening yeah but uh 
Yeah, there's a, there's uh, a few. There's a lot more like White Walker stuff being dropped in at this point than I remember. The zombie Same. thing, I didn't remember that at all. I remember just the zombie, but people talking about White Walkers and Osha being like, "Yo, yeah, the North is far." Yeah, to the giant stuff as well. It's like man, they that... said in this episode they sleep under the ice for a thousand years. They yeah. like they're saying all the shit that's true about them. Yeah. Uh, like people know about them, but it's the same here as I guess literally zombies. Yeah. Going, yeah, zombies aren't real. Well, it's for for us, it's climate change. That, I feel like that's the thing that people talk about. Oh, a metaphor. Yeah, the cold's coming. The cold's it's gonna totally ruin society. We should be focusing on that, and no one is. And it's happened before. And it's it happened, happened before. years ago, and it's happening again. It's the, it's the ice winter is coming. Like it's pretty. Uh, that's pretty surface level stuff. But yeah. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot of yeah stuff here. I found v- it very interesting that as Sean Bean exits the show, Rob becomes the protagonist. Yes, and of course we're in the sealed section. We know what happens to Rob. Yeah, set up again as as he wins the Game of Thrones. <laughs> but even more so than Ned, he's more evolved than Ned. He's smarter. He understands. He has to make sacrifices. He does that totally. And again, a very typical fantasy hero of young boy ripped from his town, yep. has to go out and take on the world, but he's living up to it. And then, yeah, he gets fucked by this stuff that's been set up in these episodes. Yeah. Because it's him not going through with that marriage yes. that does it. Which is, I guess, uh, sort of in opposition to Ned because it's Rob not being honourable. But it's the second Ned wasn't honourable as well that he got his head cut off. He would have either way. But yeah. it's int- interesting that his last thing is him not doing what he believes to be right. Yeah. And I think for Ned, it's a case of like, and we, I think you said it last week, it's too little too late. Yep. You know, like he should have been making these moves weeks and weeks ago. Totally. And it's, but it's just, it was. He f- fucked himself with his shitty attitude about the Hand of the King role and being in King's Landing right at the start. But, and I also feel like his personality was just, it, it was always going to lead to this. He and was never going to get out of this. Unless he'd have stayed in the North, which is what he wanted to do. Like King Robert fucked him yeah. by dragging him somewhere he didn't want to be. Totally, totally. And it's because, yeah, Robert was not uh, being a good king. He was being lazy. He or was a good putting... friend or a good anything. Like, yeah. He just didn't give a fuck about anything except that rebellion. Totally. It, all the bastards, you know, that's set everyone, you know, on the wrong track as well. Like, he, yeah, yeah. Robert Robert fucked it and Ned bore the brunt of it. Totally. Um, yeah. So I've only written a couple of little notes here, which are both about the first episode, because all the stuff with Ned, it's so broad yeah. what happens next that there's not a huge amount to say, because we see those wheels go out in motion yeah. later on. Yeah. The stuff I thought was kind of interesting was um, the setting up of those northern families who have a bit of internal politics as well. Yes. Finding out there's the umbers and the these ones and the that ones who don't necessarily all uh, see eye to eye mm. will become very important when... Um, Sausage eating man. <laughs> Sausage eating man. He cut. He cuts the Theon's dick off. Uh, R- Ramsay is, is his dad. Ramsay. No, it's Ramsay. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Roose is his dad. Yes. Ramsay is the the crazy man. So when Ramsay Bolton, and we haven't heard a word about Boltons yet. No, they kind of come out of nowhere later on. I, I feel. Like, I yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but yeah, when Ramsay gets all set up in the north. Yep. Having this already established thing of these families uh, separate from each other is cool. And have had possibly have their noses out of joint because the Starks have always just been in charge and yep. now it's their chance to move up a little bit in the chain, in totally. the food chain, yeah. And also Varys is telling the truth. Yeah. He serves, or as far as we know at this point. Totally. But he has kept up that line of I serve the realm, I want to help everyone. Like, I'm actually being a decent dude here in a fucked world. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Because him and Littlefinger seemed so similar to me at the at the start. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah. Both of them scheming. You don't really know what they want. And I think at the start, uh, obviously up until Littlefinger's massive betrayal, he seems to have known the Starks and, and Catelyn Tully at least for longer. Totally. He's more ingratiated in those circles. He was overtly saying that he was helping them. Yeah. And, yeah. Even that, that like, sex position scene from the last one, I didn't take as as threatening the first time Yeah, as I, I did this time. Because yep. it's Littlefinger literally going, I want to take over the world, fuck everyone, yeah. I'm the king. Yeah, And I guess I just didn't take him seriously or didn't think he was telling the truth. I think I'm on the same page, yeah. Like, you, you, he just doesn't seem like he has ever going to be in a position of power. Like, mm. he runs a brothel, and he's just an advisor on the council. He's not a soldier, he's not a lord or a king, but I guess that's what he... That's, like, his whole issue, is, like, he wants to be. Yeah. And he will do literally anything to get it. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Did you have any notes about these two episodes in terms of sealed section uh, stuff? Not really. Um, it was more about... Um, I, I guess more, yeah, of the broader stuff of like it kicking off all of this insane, um, the insane ramifications of these actions. Mm. Um, yeah, not not heaps, but uh, we because everything is very plot centric into this bit, which is uh, it kind of a bubble here, or like will really affect stuff going in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I feel I feel we'll have a lot more to say for next episode, and once we've probably pre- prepared a bit more in terms of looking back on the season. And looking forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, an email from a listener called James, who also listens to Filthy Casuals. I recognize his name, James Lynch. Uh, and he writes in, and this is, yeah, very much sealed section stuff. So he says, Hi guys, I've been listening along with the podcast and I want to bring up something that's spoiler related. The discussion around Ned Stark's reluctance to support Daenerys' assassination got me thinking about what was revealed about Jon Snow's heritage at the end of the latest season. Given that Ned hid the circumstances of Jon's birth, because Jon would likely have been killed because of his Targaryen blood, an act of treason, and a betrayal of Robert's friendship, I figure that Ned reasoned it would have been hypocritical of him to endorse the assassination of a young girl and her unborn child. Oh yeah, he saved the Targaryen, so he's kind of got to say, well, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. That Yes, that him killing Daenerys would have been tantamount to killing Jon. It's, it, yeah, it's okay. totally the same yeah. thing. Um, I've read a few other theories that, since that suggest... Instead, that he just really hated to see babies and children getting hurt, which he, that is, is a through line for him. Yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that's crazy that that's a fan theory that like <laughs> this character doesn't like babies dying. <laughs> he wanted to let Cersei have a chance to escape to protect her children. He wanted to protect Daenerys. He hated the Lannisters because their bannermen murdered the Targaryen children during the rebellion. He lamented the death of Arya's friend, the butcher's boy, when the Hound rode him down. Yeah. And someone suggested he rashly sent for the mountain to be arrested because he was killing women and children in the Riverlands. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's all, I think, spot on. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, there is another bit here. I'll just... Th- th- this is a good email. I'll just keep reading it. Uh, changing the topic, I've got to say that the sex position in this show has always stuck out to me, even as far back as Tyrion's introduction in episode one. Anytime someone is naked for more than three seconds, they decide it's the perfect time for a deep dive into the lore, history, plot, character development. It also seems to be structured in almost exactly the same way. The nude character asks a question, then politely listens as a major character gives them a history lesson. I think that's what bothers me the most. Not the nudity or the long exposition, but the structure and the stuff of the scenes. It is pretty kind of bald-faced. Q&A, kind of TNA Q&A. T- yeah, t- yes, t- absolutely. Um, 
So yeah, that's about it. That's that's a really good email from James. So thank you for that. And we'd like to get more emails like that. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the email address if people want to do that? It is Aria talking to me pod at gmail dot com. Well, then people and Aria spelled A R Y A. Yes. Yeah. If you're not aware. Yes. Um. I guess that's it. That's that's about it. Again, like we, uh, I'm quite keen to do longer episodes in the future, but this is quite late at night. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we also yeah. this has been like an hour and a half. It has, it has. Um, but yeah, I I, I definitely want to do a bit more prep for next episode. I'm going to, um, and I'd like to yeah, kind of stretch out a little bit more and talk more about yeah the season as a whole. And there's a couple of articles from the time that I thought it'd be cool to look at. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, some very interesting stuff. It's a fair while ago now too, 2011. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's there's much else that I wanted to say. I just yeah, I think it's. It's doing a really good job at this point of of planting seeds that really come to fruition. Some yeah. of them quite soon as yeah. well, and and paying off the trees that have grown out of the seeds it planted at the start of this season. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. But, good show. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's all I wanted to to emphasize as, uh, again as well is like, man, the past four episodes have been absolutely fantastic all the performances are hitting their strides too like everything's kind of fallen into place yeah i i just don't think that i have ever seen such um complicated and intelligent and deft writing for a series as well yeah well because i remember watching this uh during the first comedy festival i did right now in the seventh one yeah and uh, so I watched all of the first season and then was up to like the fourth episode of season two or something had come out. Right. So I remember having to quite soon hit the block of waiting week for week and then waiting for a year. Yeah. And I remember just fucking devouring all of this bit. So my memories of it were fuzzy because yep. I watched it all kind of quickly. Yep. So it's been cool to watch these episodes. Yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I did the same thing or similar where I marathon the first season yeah. and yeah it's t- taking them one by one thinking about them more analytically it's more impressive <laughs> even than the first time around yeah. um so yeah thank you for listening uh our sealed spoiler section friends we will be back next week with yeah the season finale of season one of game of thrones and some little bonus bits and some little bonus bits we'll see you then Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.